Factors delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan, and veggie, and more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. What are you guys waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. The options are endless with Factor. Two-minute meals. Fill up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. How about some snacks, some smoothies, and more? Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Factor is also the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, upscale options done easily. And you guys can be very flexible with your schedule. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. And the most important part, there's no prep. No mess. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. So there's no prepping. There's no cooking or cleanup that is needed. If that sounds great to you guys, head to factormeals.com slash script 50 and use code script 50 to get 50% off. That's code script 50 at factormeals.com slash script 50 to get 50% off. Why has Triple H been so successful? Why is Triple H running WWE better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard on Monday and Friday night? Long-term booking. guys thank you so very much for joining me right here on off the script this is your smackdown post show for december 30th 2022 i am your host jd from new york as always coming to you live from the ots venue thank you guys so very much for joining me on your friday evenings wherever you may be man wow what a smackdown tonight man holy shit you guys are fucking excited man you guys are fucking pumped to hear me talk about what i thought was a very good show tonight vince may still be running the show from certain things that i saw tonight but all in all it was a very good show wwe came in hyping up john cena teaming with Kevin Owens against Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns tonight in what a lot of people, including WWE, hyped up to be the biggest televised tag team match that WWE put on all year. And with the names involved, it's not difficult to see why. In typical Fox Sports fashion and in typical WWE fashion, all that hype was exactly all that hype. And nothing more. 
Now, I'm not going to sit here and fucking roast the entire match because I appreciate the fact that we got that level of match in the main event. I appreciate the fact that John Cena was back for one night only in WWE. That is until possibly the Royal Rumble or possibly WrestleMania with the rumors going around that he's going one-on-one with Logan Paul at WrestleMania 39. Something that I would be avidly interested in. I appreciate John Cena being back, but you cannot do that. And that type of match, with this type of story, you, you can't go and put that match on in the main event and basically give us 80% of it happening in the commercial break and 20% of it just being basic one-on-one pro wrestling. John Cena got in there and basically did nothing more than his five moves of doom, and that was it. And then I got people saying, oh, well, John Cena's got a movie schedule. <laughs> he can't really do anything else. Well, what did you expect, man? <laughs> I'm sorry. John Cena actually wrestled a dark match after the fucking show was over. So why couldn't we get more than what we were given in the main event? I don't know how you guys felt, but I damn sure felt underwhelmed. In that main event. And rightfully so. WWE should be fucking ashamed of themselves. And WWE along with Fox. Collectively should be ashamed of themselves. For giving us that fucking hype. With that tag team match. And it under delivering. With the amount of talent in that match. And with the biggest storyline. In pro wrestling happening. With the bloodline. I don't understand why we got that match. The way that it was delivered tonight. Shame on you. Absolutely underwhelmed. Not to say that it was a bad match. It just existed. It was there. It was basically the best way for me to put it is if you guys go play WWE 2K22 and you simulate a fucking match in universe mode. It's exactly what it felt like. John Cena and Kevin Owens win. Kevin Owens pins Sami Zayn, and Sami Zayn, uh-oh, Sami Zayn's been a bad boy, what's gonna happen, Michael Cole actually ended the show off with, what's gonna happen to Sami Zayn after losing this match on SmackDown in the main event, they're all pinning it on Sami Zayn because he was the one who had his shoulders pinned to the mat, and Roman Reigns lost a match, he wasn't pinned, Roman Reigns will not be pinned until he loses both of those championships, hopefully to Cody Rhodes. But Roman Reigns lost a professional wrestling match for the first time in 853 days. That is ridiculous. Unbelievable. This starts the downfall of Roman Reigns. Just throwing that out there. Underwhelmed, to say the least. The other big thing that happened tonight, you think I'm going to talk about it, right? You think I'm going to talk about that next? No, but listen, man, we're going to save it. We're going to save it for later in the show, man. We're going to save it. I know you guys are eagerly anticipating the rants. If I could find my, uh, there you go, my rant on Charlotte Flair returning to WWE. I know everybody's thrilled about Charlotte Flair back, right? 
The other big thing that happened tonight is Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt and L.A. Knight. Man, do I love L.A. Knight, man. L.A. Knight. He hasn't wrestled a fucking match. Actually, he has. I think he has. I think he's wrestled one match against a jobber. He's wrestled one. Well, let's, let's put it this way. He hasn't wrestled any notable matches in WWE as of yet on the main roster. Goes from Max Dupree to LA Knight. And my God, man, this guy has taken the fucking ball and he's squeezing the living shit out of it, man. I love it. I love it. LA Knight is so fucking good, man. LA Knight is a goddamn megastar waiting to break out in WWE. I'm loving this feud with LA Knight and Bray Wyatt. I think they gel fucking beautifully. I think the back and forth is so good. The big thing that happened tonight was we had another mystery man show up. Now, there seems to be some back and forth in the community about who the fuck this mystery person was. Was it Uncle Howdy? Was it Uncle Harper? Did we legitimately see the debut of Uncle Harper tonight? I don't know. And I'm not even going to go out there and make any guesstimations or, or fucking come up with some synopsis of what happened. I, 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 can't, I can't even begin to dive into what we saw tonight, man. It was fucking creepy. It was bizarre. Very strange. The lights went out. And all of a sudden, we got this figure. He's got the top hat. He's wearing some sort of mask. Everybody thought because the fucking arena went pitch black. (laughs) I'll talk about that in a second. The arena went pitch black and we seen this mysterious figure walk down the aisle. This guy, man, I don't know who the fuck he, I have a hunch on who it is. I have a hunch on who it is, but I absolutely loved the man's charisma walking down the aisle, man. This guy was like, this guy had some suave fucking walk, man. It's like he was, like he was uh, making the motion about swinging. Just picture him hold, holding a cane, and he's just like fucking whistling down the sidewalk, and he's swinging his cane around. Right, this guy, whoever he was, man, the walk that he had down the aisle was fucking brilliant. I loved everything about it. This guy gets in the ring. This guy's like fucking, uh, you know, just, he's, he's just out there snapping. His, he's just fucking. He's happy to be out there. This guy, right? Creepy as fuck, but he's happy to be out there. He gets into the ring. He takes his top hat off, and we see nothing but this mask. Now, I couldn't see the fucking mask because the goddamn arena was pitch black. (laughs) I'll talk about that in a second. The arena was pitch black, and he attacks Bray Wyatt. This man attacked Bray Wyatt, gave Bray Wyatt a beautiful-looking sister Abigail. And Bray Wyatt was down L.A. night scurried out of the ring, and he said, what the hell is going on here, man? He didn't know what the fuck was going on in the ring. Some people said it was Cameron Grimes. He looked like he was walking like Cameron Grimes. Some people think it's Bo Dallas. Nobody knows who the fuck it is. Is it Uncle Harper? Did we see the debut of Uncle Harper? Did we see the the reemergence of Uncle Howdy? It wasn't Uncle Howdy. I can tell you right now, it wasn't wasn't Uncle Howdy. The Uncle Howdy mask, and I'm pretty fucking confident in this was not Uncle Howdy. The Uncle Howdy mask looked nothing like this fucking guy. 
completely different body types, completely different mask. This was not Uncle Howdy. This was the black phone Bray Wyatt mask with the bottom portion of the mask kind of cut off. And you see nothing but this guy's gray flowing beard. Now, is it Bo Dallas? I don't know. Did Bo Dallas grow a fucking beard in his time away from WWE? I don't know. He had a swagger like Bo Dallas. I'll tell you that right now. I fucking love that man's swagger, man. Holy shit. That was so fucking good. But it was not Bo Dallas. It was not Bray Wyatt, clearly. It was not Uncle Howdy. This was not Uncle Howdy. This was someone else. Was it a mirror of Bray Wyatt? Is Bray Wyatt looking at basically himself in this guy? I have no clue. Are we seeing two separate characters? Is Bray Wyatt any one of these fucking men under the mask? It doesn't look like it is. Looks like Bray Wyatt is the Bray Wyatt that we're getting right there in the middle of the ring. So are we looking at two of Bray Wyatt's accomplices here? Some people say Champa. Champa's got a big beard like that, but Champa is out injured. I don't think it's Champa. I thought who we saw tonight was Vincent from the Righteous, formerly of Ring of Honor. I think it was Vincent tonight, and what you saw last week with Uncle Howdy, legitimately Uncle Howdy, was Dutch. That's who I th- that's who I think this duo is going to end up being. Now, why not Bo Dallas? Why not Bo Dallas? I don't think he would debut Bo Dallas in this role right away. Bo Dallas is obviously a bigger name than both Vincent and Dutch. Why would you debut Bo Dallas before you would debut Vincent and a Dutch? I don't understand that. You're going to get the two guys that nobody in the WWE realm knows out there in this role to get them where they need to be. And then you can unleash a Bo Dallas. And then you can unleash an Alexa Bliss. And then we can start filling out the Wyatt Six. Is Bray Wyatt going to be a part of the Wyatt Six? I have no fucking idea. I have no idea. Are we looking at the Wyatt Six forming before our very eyes? Vincent, Dutch, Alexa Bliss. Who else is going to join this thing? I don't know. I don't know. But if I was booking this thing, if I was using my wrestling brain in regards to this, I would not debut Bo Dallas first in this entire thing. I would debut him last. Because everybody knows who the fuck Bo Dallas is. Nobody knows who Vincent is. Nobody knows who Dutch. I mean, the beard gave it away. The beard is what gave it away, man. There's not many people in the WWE that have a long flowing beard like that. And with all the rumor going around and all the pictures floating around leading up to tonight about who it may be, who's going to play these characters, they have been seen at NXT, both of these guys. It could be Vincent and Dutch of the Righteous. So that's what I'm going with. I think we got a solid, solid guesstimation on who is under the mask for Bray Wyatt and who I thought tonight was one of the members of the Wyatts. It was not Uncle Howdy. Whoever this person was was not playing Uncle Howdy. We got a $100 super chat. My boy, Cam G, with a $100 super chat. Happy New Year, JD. Just showing love. OTS 
is the number one podcast in the universe. I don't know if it's in the universe, bro. I know it's not in the universe, but in the IWC, absolutely. We got 2,500 people in here tonight for OTS, man. Thank you so much, Cam G. And thank you to everybody getting in the Super Chats. This is basically the last live stream of the entire year. And you guys are starting the turn of the new year the right way right here in the venue, man. I appreciate you guys very much. And thank you, Cam G. We love you, bro. Happy New Year to you and your family as well. So that's what I think about Bray Wyatt. Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair. I don't know if I should talk about this now or if I should wait until we talk about the Raquel Rodriguez and Ronda Rousey match, which I honestly didn't think was all that bad. It was probably the best Ronda Rousey match that she's had all year. And that's high praise coming from me because my opinion on Ronda has been in the mud for most of 2022. She's awful. We might as well talk about this now. I understand that everybody's opinion, everybody's like a fucking lemming. Everybody sees something happen in the community or everything in the community revolves around one thing, right? You see one person say something on Twitter during this entire thing, and then that's the narrative that they run with. Oh, but anything is better than Ronda Rousey. As long as it's not Ronda holding the championship, what difference does it make? Do I hate it? Sure. But I hate Ronda more. So you're already setting a low bar for yourself in regards to what happened here tonight because anything is better than Ronda, right? That doesn't mean it's going to be good. I don't understand why that was the narrative that you guys wanted to run with. Anything is better than Ronda. No fucking shit. The fucking bell movement that I passed earlier this morning is better than fucking Ronda's title run. You gotta be fucking kidding me. That's the extent of the collective IWC IQ. It's better than Ronda. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks a lot, man. Holy shit, I feel dumber for actually being on social media this evening. And I'm sure anything, anything that you can come up with is better than Ronda Rousey. Charlotte Flair shows up tonight. New theme music, new look, right? She's got this new look to her. She looks rejuvenated. She looks every bit of the android that I remember her seeing or remember seeing seven months ago. Remember her being seven months ago. Charlotte Flair's been away for seven fucking months. Seven months. The last time we saw Charlotte was WrestleMania Backlash. That was in May. May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December. We're going into January. Literally this weekend, 2023. Charlotte shows up. And she challenges Ronda Rousey for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Seven months gone. She challenges for the SmackDown Women's Championship. And Ronda, like a dumbass, says, I'm in a spicy mood tonight. Why not? Let's do it. Match ends in about 90 seconds. Charlotte Flair pins Ronda Rousey. 
off of a spear, and Charlotte wins. What title reign is this? What is this, her fucking 18th title reign? Wins the title. Tampa, like a bunch of casual geeks, cheering over this shit. Charlotte is the new WWE SmackDown Women's Champion. But it's better than Ronda. It's better than Ronda, says the low IQ Mark online. Great. Good thing you don't have a fucking podcast. The more things change, the more they stay the same. Now you know why Sasha Banks booked her fucking flight to Japan and opted to stay away from this dumpster fire known as the SmackDown Women's Division. Can you imagine Sasha Banks going back to WWE and having this happen on the fucking brand that she comes back to? This is change. I don't see anybody advocating for change in the SmackDown women's division. You consider this fucking change? Your change is, oh, it's better than Ronda. That's the fucking change you asked for? That's the change that you're going to sit there and tuck your fucking balls in between your legs. That's the change that you're asking for. That's the change that you're going to be content with going into 2023. Women's wrestling is dead on SmackDown. There's nothing at this point that can rejuvenate and resuscitate women's wrestling on SmackDown. Nothing. We complain about this every single fucking time she's back. It's a running gag at this point. Oh, she comes back and on day one, she's in a title match. Or day one, a title feud. There's no coming back and fighting from behind in Charlotte Flair's world. She's given everything that she wants. Because she's Charlotte Flair. I don't understand it. What's with this, what's with this fucking love fest? In WWE for Charlotte Flair. I, I don't really get it. I don't really get it. You know, Charlotte Flair's 37 years, 36, 37 years old, going on 37. 37 years old and is a 15-time world champion. She's been running the same gimmick and the same gag for how long now? Seven fucking years. 37 years old! Charlotte Flair is not, is not, the answer to the SmackDown women's division. But Sasha Banks has peaked, right? 30-year-old Mercedes Varnado peaked in WWE. Give me a motherfucking break. You gotta be fucking kidding me. Charlotte Flair hasn't peaked though, right? This gimmick of coming back and winning championships and making it a fucking meme and shitting on the IWC and shitting on the marks and making creative decisions to fuck the marks online, right? Now, this gag hasn't run its course yet, right? What a joke. A joke. Now, I ask you, I ask you, for all the fucking geeks out there, oh, it's better than Ronda. It's better than Ronda. I'm sorry, outside of Raquel Rodriguez, who basically was thrown to the fucking dumpster along with the rest of this fucking division because she lost to Ronda Rousey via nefarious means. So Charlotte Flair comes in, swoops on in, or I should say rolls off the conveyor belt and fucking just steals the title. 
What happens to Raquel Rodriguez now, who was in a feud with Ronda Rousey? I guess we're wiping this all clean, huh? I guess Raquel losing tonight because of outside interference from Shayna Baszler is yesterday's news. No, but Charlotte Flair winning the championship is going to be better for the division because it's not Ronda Rousey. Let me, let me tell you guys something. Let me tell you guys something. You're in the same fucking position. The same position that you're in with Ronda, now with Charlotte. The very same thing that Ronda did for the SmackDown women's title and the SmackDown women's division, you are looking at the exact same thing with Charlotte Flair. I ask you, who do you think she is going to put over that Ronda cannot? Is Charlotte capable uh, capable of a better wrestling match? Of course she is. Anybody is capable of a better wrestling match than Ronda Rousey. The fucking mannequin in the goddamn Macy's department store window is better than Ronda Rousey. But that doesn't mean things are going to be better because Charlotte is the champion. Who exactly on this SmackDown women's division, on this women's roster on Friday night, is going to benefit from Charlotte being the champion? Nobody. She's already beaten them all. She's already <coughs> she's already buried them all. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So again, I ask, what good is this? What good does this do the division? Nothing. What good does this do Charlotte Flair? Nothing. Another token title reign, another token title win. All WWE cares is getting Charlotte Flair to the record faster than her father, and they are not in the business to make memories or memorable moments with Charlotte. When you look at Charlotte's Hall of Fame career, if you even want to go and say that about Charlotte's career. Hall of Fame? More like a fucking joke of fame. When you look at Charlotte and you hear Charlotte talk at her Hall of Fame speech one day and you look back at her title reign and her fucking career, nothing, nothing, not one of her title runs has been memorable. None of them. No matter how hard you wish, no matter how hard you try, no matter how much you jerk off to Charlotte Flair every fucking night while reading Database on fucking match, Match.com or whatever the fuck is shit's called. Uh, whatever, where Tony Khan fucking dwells on uh, MatchDatabase.com, whatever the fuck it's called. It's not going to be willed into existence. It's not. 
It's awful. Everything that her reign and her run is, is awful. She's put nobody over. She doesn't care to put anybody over as long as Charlotte Flair is up at the top of the mountain. That's all she cares about. She doesn't give a sh- she doesn't doesn't give a shit about Liv Morgan. She doesn't give a shit about Shotzi Blackheart. She doesn't give a shit about fucking Zia Lee. She doesn't give a shit about Aaliyah. She doesn't give a shit about Shayna Baszler or anybody else. Tegan Knox. She doesn't give a fuck about anybody. When will you start to understand this? I don't get it. Now the rumor going around was. The rumor going around was Charlotte Flair was due to come back anytime now. We didn't know that this was going to be the situation. The rumor today that I read was that Ronda Rousey is penciled in to defend the SmackDown Women's Championship against Rhea Ripley. Uh, get Mr. Uh, Thanksgiving Gaming out of here. Get Mr. Thanksgiving Gaming out of here, bro. There's a reason why your channel is dead, bro. And the reason why you're not me in front of 2,800 people, this is a nightly thing here. Get him out. Get him out. Mr. Thanks giving thanks for coming, bro. Thanks for coming, geek. Really appreciate you stopping by my venue. It's the nicest fucking bar you'll ever be, you'll ever uh, sit in and be a part of. Go watch Sean Ross Sap bore you to tears. Get the fuck out of here. There was a rumor going around that Ronda Rousey was going to defend the title against Rhea Ripley at WrestleMania. I don't know why. What type of fucking match is that? First of all, Rhea Ripley's on Raw and Ronda Rousey's on SmackDown. And I don't know why you would opt to have Rhea Ripley wrestle Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania instead of Ronda Rousey defending against somebody else and saving Rhea Ripley for Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair and Rhea Ripley was the money match, but the rumor was Rhea Ripley and Ronda Rousey? I don't really understand that one at all. Like, what are we doing there with that rule? Clearly, that's not happening. I can't see Charlotte Flair losing the fucking title. I mean, if she loses the fucking title before WrestleMania, man, I'd be fucking shocked. I'd be shocked. The other thing that I have a problem with, the other thing I have a problem with is she comes in, she comes in after seven months being away asks for a championship match and then gets it and wins it. She didn't have a contract for a title match. She didn't have a money in the bank briefcase for a championship match. She shows up thinking that she's Charlotte Flair and she gets a championship match because Ronda Rousey's dumb enough to say yes. Ronda could have easily said no. Shayna Baszler was pleading with her to say no. Do any of you geeks realize that what Charlotte Flair did basically absolutely took a steaming diarrhea all over Liv Morgan and her Money in the Bank championship win. It basically made Liv Morgan's championship cash-in on Ronda Rousey look absolutely fucking pathetic and useless and made it a waste of time. Because Liv Morgan had a championship briefcase. She had a guaranteed championship match after she won Money in the Bank. She beat Ronda Rousey. Charlotte Flair basically is greater than Money in the Bank and greater than Liv Morgan because Charlotte Flair didn't have to win a ladder match, didn't have to win a briefcase, and didn't have to cash in anything. She shows up. Nobody's complaining about that, though, right? Everything has a trickle-down effect. The things you do in July 
and you do this, make everything you did in July look like fucking amateur hour. There's no continuity. There's no rhyme or reason. Charlotte made Liv Morgan mid-Morgan with what she did tonight. I'm sure Charlotte Flair's happy about that, right? Guarantee she doesn't get one single fuck. What an absolute fucking disgrace. A joke. They made the women's division tonight a fucking joke. It was already a joke. Now you know why Sasha Banks is at Wrestle Kingdom 17 on Wednesday and opted to fucking skip this dumpster fire known as SmackDown. Need a fucking break with this shit. Sasha is at her peak at 30 years old. Who's who's Charlotte Flair? Who's Charlotte Flair gonna put over in that women's division, man? There's nobody else. She buried everybody. Now, unless they're gonna do Raquel Rodriguez versus Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania and Rhea Ripley versus Bianca Belair, I don't know what the fuck we're doing. I don't know. But this Charlotte Flair love fest on Friday night, man, that shit's gotta come to a fucking end. It's gotta come to an end, man. That shit is awful. This shit sucks. She doesn't, she doesn't deserve any of what happened tonight. People work their ass off to be featured on television. She shows up and she gets granted a title match for being away for seven fucking months. Seven months. And people are actually praising this. Oh, anything is better than Ronda. No. No, it's not. You thought Ronda was bad. I can't wait till all you people are actually looking at me saying, JD's right again. The SmackDown Women's Division is boring with Charlotte Flair as its world champion. Once again, while she buries half the fucking roster and puts nobody over and helps get nobody where they need to be. Great job. Great job. It's the last I'll talk about that tonight. I got everything I wanted to say out there for you guys there. Hopefully it was worth it. First of all, before I even play the music to get into what I was going to do, we got a... I know. I know. Raging Girl Gamer with a $150 Super Chat. Oh, my goodness. We love Rage. We love Rage in the OTS venue. She may drink a little bit too much at the bar while she's watching the podcast, but but we love Rage with her. Charlotte Flair is the greatest, and Omos deserves to be world champion. Rage, I'm going to need to flag you. When those types of comments are being hurled at me, okay? But we love Rage, man. Thank you so much for the $150 Super Chat. You guys are killing it tonight. Keep up that energy, man. I want to see that energy continue tonight. I appreciate you guys very much. And thank you for being here on Off the Scripts. Awesome stuff yet to come. Man, the new year is uh, fast approaching. Tomorrow night, actually. Tomorrow night. 
And I have been uh, posting on Twitter, leaving you guys polls on who is the best wrestler of the year. What is the best pay-per-view of the year? What is the best feud of the year? Tag team of the year? Women's wrestler of the year? So on and so forth. I'm gathering all this information, man. And my VIPs, my channel members are legitimately voting on everything right now on YouTube. So if you guys want to be a part of the first ever OTS Awards, make sure you guys become a channel member. Hit that join button down below. Become a VIP right here in the OTS venue. You guys can have a final say on what you think about the end of the year awards for 2022, man. Probably going to do a big live stream for it. That's what I hope to do, man. So we'll see what happens with that. We are chugging along with some of the polls and some of the questions, man. A couple more uh, questions to go out later this weekend. Should be good, man. Follow me on social media at JD from NY206. That's Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Thank you for all the love on Cameo. Thank you for all the love on Twitter as well. 43,000 followers on Twitter. Awesome. We are 400 away from 140,000 on YouTube. Make sure you guys hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for notifications. I'm going to need everybody to hit that thumbs up. I mean, after that Charlotte Flair rant, I think everybody should be hitting that thumbs up. I mean, we got 2,700 people in here, man. We need 1,000 likes minimum. Hit that thumbs up. Help us look good in front of the algorithm gods on YouTube. Go check out all the videos that you might have missed on the channel. Tons of YouTube shorts. We did an extra yesterday on Dragon Lee. We were live for AW Dynamite New Year's Smash. Live for Monday Night Raw. There was an extra on WrestleMania plans with The Rock. Tons of stuff, man. Go check it all out on the homepage. And tonight's show is sponsored by my great friends over at Manscapes. Celebrate the new year and ring the new year in right with Manscapes. Code SCRIPT20 at checkout for 20% off and free shipping. That is manscaped.com. I want to thank them for being a great friend and a great sponsor right here on Off The Scripts. Man, Russell Kingdom's looking really, really good, man. I may have to tune into that. I don't know if I'm going to be up at 3 o'clock in the morning watching that shit on fucking Wednesday, but I may actually tune in to see that Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay match, man. Oh, my goodness. You know... You know that match is going to be a fucking banger. Legitimately. There's no way that it cannot be. It's going to be great. SmackDown. As my iPad is sitting here with 13% battery because I forgot to fucking charge it. Hopefully it lasts for the duration of this live stream. SmackDown. We opened up with Bray Wyatt. We talked about Bray Wyatt a little bit in the open here. And Bray Wyatt opened the show. He made his way down the aisle. Bray introduced himself and said, Deep down, man, I don't really think of myself as a good person, man. 
He really tries hard. He says he's done some terrible things, man. And he's done some terrible things to get where he is today. And he doesn't regret much. But last week, he did something that he does regret. He said he wanted to apologize for attacking the cameraman. He didn't deserve it. If he's watching this, dot, 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 cue L.A. Knight's theme. And L.A. Knight comes out to interrupt. Yeah, L.A. Knight. Let me talk to you, says L.A. Knight. He mocked Bray apologizing to the cameraman. You got to be kidding me. You got to be kidding me. He says he can't keep his composure or even finish his sentence. And then he tries to take it out on the poor cameraman. He said it was wrong place, wrong time. Apparently, he accused Bray of having one of his cronies walk out as Uncle Howdy. Uncle Howdy. And he says he's not buying it and it's time for him to pay the check. He said it used to be something, a force. Bray used to be a force. Fans started, started chanting, you suck at LA Knight. He said, fans should pipe down. I didn't ask any of you to speak. They booed him more. He said, Bray is showing himself to be a broken down loser, but he has the medicine. He got in the ring. He mentioned the Royal Rumble. He says he wants to make his first Rumble a special one. He says he's going to take it out on Bray And break your ass like dishes, he said. Bray said, you little idiot. He asked who he thinks he's talking to. Says he might be right that it's time to remind him how cruel he can be when he feels like it. He accepted his challenge to a match at the Royal Rumble. He threw the mic at LA Knight. The lights went out. We saw some creepy vignette on the Titan Tron. And Uncle Howdy appeared, and he mumbled something that nobody could understand. The lights went out, and Uncle Howdy walked out with a top hat and a jacket, supposedly Uncle Howdy, holding lapels like he did last week, right? He walked all the way to the ring, took off his top hat, placed it on the ring apron. He then entered the darkened ring. Fans had their lights and their flashlights on. He stepped between Bray and L.A. Knight. He was between their heights, and he looked at L.A. Knight, then at Bray. He stepped towards Bray, stood by his side. Knight's body language was like, what the fuck? I knew it. I knew it that this guy is with Bray, right? Uncle Howdy then gave Bray Sister Abigail. So this guy legitimately attacked Bray Wyatt. What the hell is going on? L.A. Knight bailed. He said, what the hell is going on? Uncle Howdy rolled out of the ring, put his top hat back on, and walked up the the aisleway, kind of swinging his hand like he's swinging a cane, and he's like skipping to the beat, you know? He had this swagger about him that was fucking great. And that's the way the segment went and came to a close. So, I said last week that we got Uncle Howdy, Right, a lot of people were, and and listen, initially I was disappointed with Uncle Howdy last week. I'm like, I I absolutely thought we were getting some sort of reveal for Uncle Howdy last week. He came out, he he looked like the fucking uh, Lucky Charms leprechaun out there holding the lapels on his coat, and he looked like this fucking small, this small stature, this small figure. We got nothing. And I said, all right, at first I was disappointed 
I realize what they were trying to do. They're slow burning this. But we did get one huge question answered last week, and that was, well, now we know Uncle Howdy is not Bray Wyatt. We didn't get a reveal as to who Uncle Howdy is, but at least we know now that Uncle Howdy is not Bray Wyatt. So who the fuck is it? So who is it? Then we get this this week. I'm like, we're definitely getting revealed. As soon as he started walking down the aisle, I said, we're definitely getting... He got into the ring. I'm like, yep, we're getting a reveal. We're getting a reveal. This guy's going to take his mask off. I I thought the lights were going to come back on and we were going to get a reveal. We didn't get a reveal. But we also did not get Uncle Howdy. Or maybe we did get Uncle Howdy and he was wearing the fucking mask that Bray supposedly is wearing. Maybe it was Uncle Howdy, but with a different mask. I don't think it was Uncle Howdy. I thought it was somebody else completely. This looked like Bray. It wasn't the Uncle Howdy mask, I'll tell you that right now. It was Bray Wyatt's black phone mask. I don't know what name this mask has in the Bray Wyatt universe, but the mask was cut off at the bottom, and you've seen his long, flowing beard. I don't know who it is. I have a hunch. I have a hunch on who it is. Vincent from The Righteous. Rumored to be signing with the WWE or have already signed with the WWE. So we'll see what happens. But I'm assuming we're going to get a reveal at the Royal Rumble because it was confirmed tonight. It was confirmed tonight that LA Knight and Bray Wyatt will go one-on-one at the Royal Rumble in the Mountain Dew pitch black match. Now, I hope to God, I hope to the wrestling gods that they know what the fuck they're doing. Because gimmick matches and Bray Wyatt do not go well together, as evidenced by the Mountain Dew Code Red garbage that we saw with Hell in a Cell with Rollins and Wyatt, where they wrestled in the fucking red lighting. Nobody wants to see that shit ever again. Nobody wants anything close to what we saw there with this version of Bray Wyatt. They need to tread very, very carefully. I don't know what this pitch black match is going to entail. I don't know what it means. But they need to be very careful that this isn't a complete fucking disaster. So we have a sponsored, and the reason why I'm very hesitant about this is because they're already using Bray Wyatt to promote a fucking Mountain Dew beverage that's called Pitch Black. I don't like it. I don't like it. WWE really needs to let us know about what the fuck the match is going to be before we get to the Royal Rumble because people are going to be wondering, well, I hope that they pull this off because everybody still has nightmares about all of the theatrics that Bray Wyatt did while under his last character. And we don't want to see another gimmick match be the inevitable end already for Bray Wyatt, who have I thoroughly enjoyed so far up until this point. That's all I ask. So it's confirmed. Pitch Black. Is it going to be in the dark? Are they going to wrestle in the dark? I don't know why anybody would want to wrestle in the dark. I don't know why any fans would want to watch a wrestling match being contested and wrestled in the dark. It doesn't make sense to me. doesn't make sense. Hopefully WWE knows what the fuck they are doing. Sami Zayn. He approached the Bloodline locker room. Paul Heyman stepped out. They exchanged back and forth. Sammy X to see Roman Reigns to discuss the strategy for later tonight. Heyman blocked him and gave Sammy a pep talk instead. He said Sammy has brought to the surface what the tribal chief always saw in him. Sammy said he sensed that too. Heyman said the whole concept of fans chanting, Sammy, Sammy, 
Sammy is not the right optic. Sammy asked nervously, did he say something? Heyman said, no. Does he have to? He said, life on the island of relevancy is staying three steps ahead at all times. Sammy sulked up Heyman's words, but they were pretty much, you know, Sammy listened to this and he didn't really know what to think about this. Heyman then invited Sammy into the locker room because Roman had texted him, no more delight tactics. Come on in, Sammy. The tribal chief is ready for you. Sammy walked in and Heyman, he was standing there. Sammy walked in and he let out a big, deep breath, almost as if he was hiding something from Sammy or delaying something from happening to Sammy. So I looked at Heyman's body language there and that big, <sighs> a big let out of that sigh of relief. That's something to pay attention to. What are they doing with Sami Zayn? Why are they dancing around Sami Zayn? Maybe we'll get the answer to that in the coming weeks. Solo Sokoa. He went one-on-one with Sheamus. Looking forward to this match on SmackDown because I think Sheamus has been fucking incredible. Solo Sokoa has been booked brilliantly on the main roster. And I thought this was a very good match. Two big hosses here, brawling it out, fun opener, hard-hitting. No way you watch this match and said, oh, man, this shit's boring. Two guys that beat the shit out of each other. Who doesn't love that? So, Sokoa and Sheamus traded hard shots right at the top. Sheamus rocked Sokoa with some stiff forearms, sent him to ringside with a clothesline. Sokoa... He was getting very angry. He lost his temper, grabbed the chair. Uso stopped him. Sokoa got back in the ring. He took over on Sheamus, and he hit Sheamus with the Umaga splash. Slowed the pace down with the chin lock, right? The chin lock. Everybody slows the match down with the chin lock. Sheamus broke free. Sokoa comes back with a Samoan drop. Sheamus took it to Sokoa with a clothesline. He regained control. Sokoa... He ate a big kick from Sheamus. And Sheamus came back with a tilt-a-whirl backbreaker. So he did the 10 beats on Solo. Sheamus went for the broke kick. Sokoa recovered and caught Sheamus with a super kick. Sheamus jumped back up and rocked Sokoa with a knee. Sheamus locked on a Texas Cloverleaf. Jay caused a distraction on the outside. This allowed Jimmy Uso to pull Sokoa to the ropes to break up the Texas Cloverleaf. We got a big brawl happening at ringside between the Usos and the Brawling Brutes. Sheamus dove off the top rope, wiping out the Usos. Sokoa took advantage of this, sent Sheamus into the ring post, hit the Uranage on the ring apron, which sounded like a fucking bomb going off. And then he got the Samoan spike right to the jugular. One, two, three, and Solo Sokoa beats Sheamus on the final SmackDown of the year. After the match was over, Sokoa and the Usos continued to beat down Sheamus three on one. They put a steel chair around Sheamus' neck, placed him in the corner. They were going to do what they did to Matt Riddle, to Sheamus. Drew McIntyre's music played. He came out, stopped the Usos in the aisleway, He entered the ring, took his shirt off, and he eyed Solo Sokoa. He knocked Solo out of the ring, hit Jimmy Uso with a Claymore, and Solo 
as you guys know, cost Drew McIntyre the world title at Clash at the Castle against Roman Reigns. So they are continuing this. And Roman Reigns, he did retain because of Solo, but Drew McIntyre never got his revenge one-on-one with Solo Sokoa. So Butch, Ridge Holland, and Sheamus joined Drew in the ring, and the bloodline backed off and retreated up the aisleway. It's good to see Drew McIntyre back. I know he was out. He was injured coming out of war games with a ruptured eardrum. It's good to see him back. SmackDown needs him, and I'm glad that he's going to be a force to be reckoned with in the Royal Rumble, man. That should be really fun. So I'm very interested to see what they do with Drew McIntyre going into the Rumble and into WrestleMania season. And it looks like we are still continuing. For now, the Brutes and the Bloodline, hopefully before Sheamus goes on and challenges Gunther for the Intercontinental Championship. Ronda Rousey. She went one-on-one with... (laughs) Raquel Rodriguez Gonzalez. There was some smiling tonight, but not a lot of smiling. Raquel Rodriguez and Ronda Rousey for the SmackDown Women's Championship. This is the second time that Raquel Rodriguez and Ronda Rousey have met in the ring. And I was expecting this match to be a snooze fest. I was expecting this to be a disaster. And it was not. Raquel looked good here. And Ronda Rousey, this was probably Ronda Rousey's best match all year in defense of that SmackDown Women's Championship. So that's high praise coming from me because you guys know immediately I would go to Ronda Rousey sucks or Ronda Rousey is awful and all this other shit. But I I, I honestly thought Ronda held her own in that match. You know, she's always some sort of sloppy, but it wasn't as egregious as we are usually prone to with Ronda Rousey. So I will give her that much. And, And listen, Raquel, Raquel's got a lot of promise. You know, we make fun of Raquel and... The way Vince used to book her, it's all in the creative. I think Raquel's great. When it boils down to it, I think Raquel's rich. She's got a great look. She's going to be very good. She's going to get over with the fans. Just keep pushing and chugging away with her, and she's going to be fine. But I thought this match was actually pretty decent for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Rousey wasted no time. Went after Rodriguez's injured arm. That's the story of this match. The injured arm, Baszler and Ronda. Injured Rodriguez a couple of weeks back. Rodriguez fired up, caught Rousey with a shoulder tackle. They fought at ringside with Rodriguez press-slamming Rousey back into the ring. That looked sloppy. Looked like Ronda may have uh, kind of twisted her knee, being thrown back into the ring from Raquel. She was struggling to stand on her own two feet. Rodriguez was, was in control. Big splash in the corner. Rousey avoided a second splash, and Rodriguez went shoulder first into the ring post. And we go to commercial break. Rousey was choking out Rodriguez on the top rope. Rousey slowed the pace down. Rodriguez started to fight back. Fired up. Some stiff shots, including a clothesline. Missed one with the good arm. Hit the clothesline with the bad arm. Selling the bad arm. In a creative spot here. This looked pretty decent. Rodriguez went for a spinning slam. But Rousey countered into an arm bar. Rodriguez reversed into a Boston Crab. But Rousey responded... With an ankle lock. Rodriguez escaped. Hit a flapjack. She set up for the Tejano bomb. But Rousey tried to counter into an armbar. 
They fell over the top rope, but Rodriguez held on to Rousey. She then gave Rousey the Tahana bomb on the apron, and we go to a second commercial break. So, Rousey regained control. She was attacking Rodriguez's arm again. Rodriguez rolled through into a fallaway slam. She went for a third Tejana bomb, but Rousey countered into a rear naked choke. With Rousey on Raquel's back, Rodriguez ran into the turnbuckle, sending Rousey into the top turnbuckle and loosening the hold. So Rodriguez knocked Baszler off the apron and tried to interfere. She followed with her spinning Vader bomb-like elbow. Baszler tried to put Rousey's foot on the bottom rope. Referee saw it, had some words for Baszler. She stayed at ringside. Referee did not toss her from ringside. Rodriguez continued to attack Ronda, and this time they were fighting on the top turnbuckle. Rousey locked on an armbar, and they fell backwards, which looked great. Rousey fell backwards, applied more pressure coming off the top rope with the armbar, and Rodriguez immediately tapped out. So Ronda taps out Rodriguez, and that was it for Raquel. Charlotte Flair immediately shows up. Fans popped for Charlotte coming back. She got new music. She's got new ring attire. This felt like a complete, complete disaster. And I talked about this in the beginning. You guys want to go back and listen to my rant. It's all there in its glorious way. Charlotte made her return. Rousey mocked Flair's injury and wondered if Flair wanted a title shot at SummerSlam. She don't even know what month we're in. Maybe it's a good thing that we're taking the title off of Ronda Rousey because if she doesn't know that we're going towards the Royal Rumble and not SummerSlam, I don't know what the fuck she's doing there. This is not the woman. This is not a woman that wants to be there. She mistakenly called the Royal Rumble SummerSlam. No. Get out. I hope this is her last year forever. So, Flair corrected Rousey and noted she wanted a title shot right now. Right now. Rousey agreed. She says, I'm feeling spicy tonight. Baszler tried to talk Rousey out of the match. She said, no. Flair mocked Rousey with a boot. Or rocked Rousey with a boot. Near fall. Knocked Baszler off the ring apron. Flair went for a spear. Rousey countered the spear into an armbar. Flair rolled her up, holding on to the tights for the win. Charlotte Flair is the new SmackDown Women's Champion. Everything about this was awful. Everything about it was awful. It was nonsensical. How everything just came to be was completely nonsensical. Will it make headlines for WWE? Absolutely. It's exactly what they wanted to do. The last SmackDown of the year, it's going to make headlines everywhere. It's going to get people like me on their fucking podcasts, on their live streams, talking about it, right? We got more people than normal on a Friday night because of what happened on this show, this being one of the things that happened on this show. They wanted to make a big impact with Charlotte coming back. Fine. I get it. Anything is better than Ronda. I get it. But that doesn't make it right. That doesn't make it creative. That doesn't make it good. We are right back to where we were. It's almost as if Charlotte Flair was not gone 
for seven months. The more things change, the more they stay the same. One of my favorite heavy metal albums from Machine Head. The more things change, the more they stay the same. Nothing has changed in WWE when it comes to Charlotte Flair, and nothing will change with Charlotte Flair as SmackDown Women's Champion. If you are expecting some renaissance in the women's division, you are in for a rude awakening. This was fucking awful. Rousey and Rodriguez had a decent match. Am I clamoring for another Ronda and Charlotte Flair match? No, I'm not. The last time we saw them, it fucking blew dick. And we're going to see it again now because she rolled Ronda up by holding the tights. Give me a fucking break. Let's go back to SummerSlam where it was actually fun. Where Charlotte wasn't on TV. I wish Ronda was correct in that assessment. I wish we were back at SummerSlam. Charlotte sucks. This sucks. SmackDown Women's Division sucks. The the, the division is a fucking fail. And this is not going to do any better than what Ronda did. And like I said, you guys will come to find out that once again, I'm correct. And you guys just love to follow everybody on social media because it's the thing to do when excitement is had on SmackDown. Nobody has a fucking mind and opinion of their own. Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns were in the back sharing a laugh. Sami asked if it bothers him that fans were chanting his name last week. Reigns paused and said, of course not. He gave a little bit of a long-winded answer there, but of course not. Reigns praised Sami for his conviction, for his words. He says, if his actions match those words tonight, we don't have to do anything. Those actions didn't match those words because Sammy lost. So now we're going to have a problem. Jimmy high-fived Sammy. Jay applauded. Solo was in the background. Arms crossed. No expression on Solo's face. So, coming out of that, we go back to Michael Cole and Wade Barrett, and they threw us to a clip of Dominic and Rhea Ripley showing up at his grandfather's house for Christmas, uninvited. uninvited. So, Rey Mysterio and his wife were very angry because Dominic showed up with Rhea Ripley. And this led to Rey's wife slapping Rhea Ripley in the face, who freaked out, and Rey called the, uh, the police to arrest Dominic. So, Rey Mysterio legitimately called the police to arrest his son Dominic on Christmas, And they put Dominic in the back of a police vehicle. And he told Rhea Ripley that he won't survive in prison. And that was the way the segment came to a close. If this is not leading to a Rey Mysterio and Dominic match at WrestleMania, I don't know what the fuck we are doing. Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods, they were uh, clowning around with... uh, My voice is a little shot. Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston were clowning around backstage with Hero! Shiro! Shiro! 
dollar, bottom dollar, he was there with uh, Mansoor and Mad Cat Moss. Ricochet was there as well. He said it's not easy as he makes it look. Bottom dollar finally had an offing. He was tired of people making fun of him. He shoved Ricochet. And Cole said, a guy that size, top dollar, shouldn't be leaping over the top rope. They're going to be joking on him for the end of days because of what he did last week on SmackDown. So we go from that to Gunther and Ludwig Kaiser with Giovanni Vinci. Kaiser introduced Gunther, the Intercontinental Champion. Vinci said no one on SmackDown will take his title from him and nobody but Sheamus should. Nobody but Sheamus should take the title from Gunther. So they threw a one-minute video of Gunther's wins. They... Basically went over everybody that he's defeated in defense of the IC title. Braun Strowman comes out, noted that he wasn't in the video. He says he's defeated men, and he says, you've defeated men, but you've never defeated a monster. It's basically what he sounded like. So, Gunther tried to leave, and Braun goes up to him, spins him back around, and says, I'm not asking for a title match. I'm demanding one. So he punched Giovanni Vinci and Kaiser as they attacked him. He turned to Gunther. He blocked a big Gunther chop and then short-arm clothesline Gunther, and Gunther rolled under the bottom rope. So Gunther ran around the ring like a fucking complete jobber. I I don't know why we have the Intercontinental Champion running around and running away from Braun Strowman. I never, never understood why we are doing that when Braun Strowman's in the ring with Gunther. I don't get it. So Gunther, he's running a lap and knocked Vinci and Kaiser down, did Strowman. Gunther, though, knocked him through the ringside barricade. So he takes uh, Braun Strowman out. Imperium then attacked Braun Strowman three-on-one, threw him into the ringside steps. Gunther attacked Strowman's arm in the ring, applied an armbar. Kaiser and Vinci were blocking WWE officials from entering the ring. Ricochet ran out with a chair, charged into the ring, made the save, and he flies over the top rope. Ricochet's in the ring. He's got this steel chair. Gunther's on the outside, right? Ricochet goes over the top rope and fucking legitimately swings the chair at Gunther. I don't know if this was supposed to happen or if this was a fucking honest mistake. He caught Gunther in the fucking head with the steel chair, swinging that thing wildly. Gunther was obviously injured. He went down like a fucking sack of potatoes. Officials go over him and cover him up. Apparently, I seen some video online on Twitter It looked like he was busted open. Referees gave him a towel. He covered his head. Gunther got fucked up on that chair shot, and I hope that he is okay, man. I really hope that he's okay. It would be a shame if he is injured or, worst case, has a concussion. That was not necessary at all. He got fucked up. Split him open. Hopefully he's all right. Braun Strowman and Gunther is booked from two weeks from now on SmackDown 
And that is going to be a great IC title match. Another notch in the belt of Gunther. Should be good. Kevin Owens, he made his ring entrance first. And Michael Cole said Owens started his WWE career battling John Cena. And now he ends 2022 teaming with John Cena. He also mentioned he fought Stone Cold Steve Austin at WrestleMania. So, listen, man, KO has had a great year. Can't take that away from him. Cena made his ring entrance. Cena had a very bad-looking haircut. Cena is going bald. I should be the last to say that because so am I. At least I have a full head of hair. So Cena and Owens are out there. Bloodline, they came out. And Sammy's still wearing his honorary Oos t-shirt. So they take their time. And I'm looking at the clock and I'm like, they're not leaving much time for this at all. Zigzag. Braun Strowman is not defeating Gunther. Where, where the fuck are you? And where have you been, bro? Braun Strowman, what if Braun Strowman beats Gunther? What are you fucking on drugs? Nobody's beating Gunther. Unless it's Sheamus. Why would you want that to happen? We're continuing the Gunther IC title domination. Braun Strowman has no business being anywhere near an intercontinental title. Fuck out of here, man. Bloodline took forever to get out there. This match, I looked at the clock. I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ, they're not leaving enough time for this. Oh, my God, the greatest tag team match of the year. We were left with zero time for this thing. So, underwhelmed is what I was. Ten minutes, barely, this match went. So, Zayn and Owens started off. Zayn had the early advantage here with a side headlock. Owens fought back with a senton, dropped him on the top rope. Owens gave Sami Zayn a bloody nose because of this top rope move. So, Zayn came up with a bloody nose. Reigns wasn't impressed. He put his hand out. He tagged in. And Reigns went after Owens. So, Reigns tagged in. Fans erupted. We want Cena. We want Cena. Owens considered tagging in Cena. Reigns and Owens wrestled, and Cena did not make it into the match until the ending of the match. Bloodline was in control. They dominated and isolated Owens on their side of the ring. He fought back and took it to Zayn with a clothesline. Owens tried to tag Cena in, but Reigns pulled him off the apron. Zayn followed with a haluva kick on John Cena on the apron. Knocked him down. Owens countered the haluva kick with a super kick of his own. Owens went to his corner. Cena was still down. He rocked Zayn with a second super kick and a pop-up power bomb. He goes for a near fall, only gets a two count on Sami Zayn. Reigns tagged in. He went for a Superman punch on Kevin Owens. Owens recovered and rocked Reigns with a super kick. He followed with a frog splash for a near fall. Reigns countered the pop-up power bomb with a Superman punch. Reigns missed a spear. Owens tagged in Cena. Crowd goes crazy. Cena ran wild on Zayn and Reigns. Cena gave him the suplex. Zayn. And then he gave one to Roman Reigns. And then they did a double five-knuckle shuffle on Zayn and Reigns. Cena hit an attitude adjustment on Reigns to take him out. He rolled out of the match. Owens hit a stunner on Sami Zayn. And that was enough for the win. One, two, three. 
John Cena and Kevin Owens beats Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn, and Sami Zayn was pinned by Kevin Owens. That was it. That was it. Michael Cole asks, that SmackDown went off the air. What is going to happen because of this to Sami Zayn? What is going to happen to Sami Zayn because he lost this match? One has to wonder. Next week, it's the Usos defending their titles against Drew McIntyre and Sheamus, which was going to be one of the matches until uh, Drew McIntyre got hurt. So they're doing that match next week. And Ricochet goes one-on-one with, uh, this is something that I want to complain about as well. This is going to be my last critique of the Knights. Next week, we got Ricochet and Top Dollar in a Royal Rumble qualifying match. You know, the stupidity of the IWC is mind-boggling to me. I put on social media, why are we getting Royal Rumble qualifying matches if we've already had people like Kofi Kingston announce that he's already in the Royal Rumble? Kofi Kingston has already announced himself as one of the 30 participants for the Royal Rumble. Yet we got Ricochet and Top Dalla trying to qualify For a Royal Rumble. Why? Why? Who asked for qualifying matches for the Royal Rumble? So one guy says, okay, I'm going to be in. Doesn't have to qualify. But one of these two guys has to qualify to be in the Royal Rumble. Why? The only time I want to see qualifying matches is for entry into a tournament. Like a King of the Ring. Or entry into a Money in the Bank ladder match. Right? Why do we need qualifying matches for a 30-man Royal Rumble? So what WWE is trying to tell me is that they just do for the sake of doing with no rhyme or reason. So then that means we should have 30 fucking qualifying matches to come up with the field of 30 for the Royal Rumble. But that's not what we got because Kofi Kingston's already asked, uh, told everybody that he's in the Royal Rumble. Qualifying matches for the Royal Rumble Do not and will never make sense ever. So why are we bothering with qualifying matches for the Royal Rumble? If we can't have qualifying matches for all 30, then what the fuck is the point? The beautiful thing about the Royal Rumble is unpredictability. I don't want qualifying matches to see who draws number one or number two. I don't want qualifying matches to see who draws number 30. This is a Vince... McMahon, move. What happened to not letting anybody know who's in the Royal Rumble? I don't want to know who the fuck is in the Royal Rumble ever. I want to show up on January 29th, and I want to come into the Rumble with not one fucking name in the Rumble. All you need to do on the back end, WWE Creative, is give me a Royal Rumble that has a great number of men or women that are qualified to actually win the fucking thing. And I'm not talking about Top Dollar. I'm not talking about Angelo Dawkins. I'm not talking about fucking Akira Tozawa. The Royal Rumble should be booked blindly 
but not nobody knowing who's in the fucking match. The Royal Rumble should be booked with a ton of world title possible contenders. No tag team wrestlers, nothing where it's going to be like, oh, this guy's an instant elimination. No. Yet we get qualifying matches and people are actually praising this shit on social media. You're praising garbage. I got some people saying, where the fuck have you been? They've been doing this for years. I don't know what the fuck promotion you're watching, but clearly you don't know jack shit about the Royal Rumble. They don't do qualifying matches for the Royal Rumble every year. They pick and choose what fucking year to do qualifying matches for the Royal Rumble. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense at all. I fucking hate that. I hate it. I really wish that they cut that shit out. I really wish that they would stop it. The only time we need qualifying matches is for a King of the Ring or a Money in the Bank ladder match. That's it. Qualifying matches for for the Royal Rumble do not make any sense at all. At all. I'm sorry. That shit sucks. Anyway. We're going to get into the Super Chats, guys, because that is all that I have for the SmackDown post-show. Thank you guys for hanging out with me tonight, man. Had a fun time tonight, man. I really did. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that Charlotte Flair rant. Also, before I uh, forget, thoughts and prayers go out to the family of Don West. I was not a big Impact guy ever. Not a big TNA guy ever. But uh, everything that I read about Don West tonight on social media, man, Michael Cole gave a nice little, you know, prayer mention of Don West on SmackDown tonight. Classy move from Michael Cole. Nothing but love. And praise for Don West, man, tonight. All over social media. Apparently, he was a very, very powerful voice for the early days of TNA. So, he unfortunately passed because of lymphoma, I believe. And uh, he's no longer in pain. So, prayers, love, and well wishes to the Don West family and all that. Worked with and knew Don West, man. It's a sad story. And Barbara Walters passed tonight as well. 93 years old. Barbara Walters, man. I, I hope I wish to... I, I hope I live to 93. It's a long fucking time. Anyway, guys, tonight's show. Sponsored by my great friends over at Manscaped. Final time of the year, bro. You guys know Manscaped. The global leaders in below-the-waist grooming are leaving 2022 with brand new products. The Persevere Cologne and the Persevere Body Wash. 2023 is the year to up your hygiene game and smell amazing. And Manscaped wants to help you do so with this special offer. Use the code SCRIPT20 at checkout for 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Make sure you guys go to the website. Use that code, man. The Lawnmower 4.0 is the leader of the pack. It's the leader in the performance package 4.0 or as I call it, the perfect package for my package. 
Make sure you guys get the lawnmower 4.0. Waterproof, advanced, skin-safe technology. They also have the weed whacker, the ear and nose hair trimmer. I think confidence is going to be king, just like me in the IWC in 2023. You know what else I'm confident about? Smelling like a million bucks, man. You asked the Manscaped answered in introducing the brand new Manscaped Persevere Body Wash and Cologne. So make sure you guys get some of that. The new Persevere Cologne is like the body wash with a light woodsy scent that answers the call of the wild by leaving you smelling like a man forged from the earth. It's also cruelty-free, dye-free, and vegan, so you know you're in the right hands while smelling right. Make sure you guys use the code SCRIPT20 at checkout for 20% off. Free shipping at manscaped.com. 2023 is on the way, guys. The woods are here and smelling amazing. Are you ready to jump in and join me with Manscaped? I want to shout out a couple of people here, man. Some of my VIPs that have joined for the first time and re-upped. NBK Ghost. Patricio. Keandra. Dragon Punch Studios. John Cassandro. Christian Camacho. My boy, Steven Van Deli. Jacob Sims. Tenario128. JJ Fella. Dr. Glorious. My Oos. Derek Anawaii. And West Coast Samoan. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you guys for all your support, man. Become a VIPs tonight. And we got four new members tonight as well. Appreciate you guys very much. Super Chats, let's start at the top, man. Joseph Taylor, $2 Super Chat. He says, rest in peace, Don West. Indeed. DC with a $10 Super Chat and a $5 Super Chat. Do you think Roman needed to deal with all the detractors in the past for him to be the star he is today? Yeah. I think he needed to go through the trials and tribulations for sure, and he needed to fail. Like, he should have failed at least once or twice. He didn't need to be sent out there to fail seven fucking times. All the negativity, I do think that all that negativity really molded him into what he is today, to be honest with you. How would you rate his character change since the Shield split? Happy New Year's to you, JD. And do you think Drew McIntyre should just join the Brawling Brutes? I do. I think it should be a foursome. Um, Roman Reigns right now is the... You know, it, it is a very subjective thing, okay? If you want to call Roman Reigns the best pro wrestler for 2022, I'm not going to argue with you. Is Roman Reigns the best character in all of pro wrestling? Yes. Is the Bloodline the best stable in all of pro wrestling? Bar none. Is Roman Reigns the best in-ring worker in 2022? Again, if you want to tell me that he is to you, I'm not going to argue with you. His work is phenomenal. It's not, it's not the caliber of a Kenny Omega or Will Ospreay, but... Roman Reigns is the number one man in the business for a reason. Okay? How would I rate his character change since The Shield? Roman Reigns is the greatest character that WWE has had in a very, very long time. 
Pairing him with Paul Heyman saved his career. And the bloodline has created a memorable run that will be remembered for a lifetime with Roman Reigns. It's basically it. Nick Williams. Nick motherfucking Williams. Why, Charlotte, are you throws drink at Omas? Nick, I don't know, brother. I don't know, man. I have no idea. Michael Crowley with a $10 super chat and a $5 super chat. I appreciate you, brother. I think I have the name of the Jade Cargill drink for your mother's basement in memory of how you knocked her and her poison nature on Halloween. A snake bite with orange juice. The RKO Jade. I gotta ask, uh, I gotta ask multiple people for some help on this, man. I'm having trouble coming up with a signature Jade drink for the mother's basement theme. I don't know. Thank you, Michael. I will take that into consideration, brother. Also, can you do an Omas response to the question on if he thinks anyone watches Impact Wrestling? I am OTS now and always, and fuck Bill Goldberg. Always, brother. Um... Michael, I may have to take a rain check on that one, bro. My voice isn't feeling all that hot right now. And Omos responds to the question if he thinks anyone watches Impact. I don't even know how to do that. Why don't I just give you a... Uh... Anawahi with a final super chat. Here's another one. Oos. Thank you, brother. Michelle Moran. Really? Roman is jealous of Sammy's popularity. $2 super chat. The, listen, that may be the thing that gets him out. We don't know. Derek with another 149 and a $2 super chat. Happy New Year, JD. Thank you, Oos. Tyler. 199 Super Chat. Happy New Year to the greatest. Love you, JD. Thank you, Tyler. I appreciate you, brother. JP5150 with a $5 Super Chat. JD, I know I'm not the only one who had a laugh. A laughing fit. The instant the android Charlotte Flair returned. Man, man, damn you, Paul. You screwed up, huge. Get her out. Get her out. She is awful. West Coast Samoan with a $10 super chat. Just drank a whole bottle of wild turkey. Cheers, JD and the community. Don't ever change to please these haters. You the realist, and that's why we support you. Appreciate that, Simone. Ain't changing for nobody, brother. 
Matt the PW fan with a $50 super chat. What a year it has been for OTS. Like Dr. Disrespect would say, we're at the tippity top of the mountain, but we're only halfway up. As Doc and Red Skies plays, couldn't be more apropos. 2023 will be a big year for both WWE and AEW. Happy New Year to you, JD, and the OTS family. Thank you, brother. And thank you for the super chat, man. $50. Love it. Thank you for your generosity, man. Happy New Year. Lewan with a 199. Happy New Year to JD and all the off the script family. Appreciate you, brother. Raging Girl Gamer with 27 months. 27 month VIP. Also, Charlotte Flair being back made my night. The best in the business is finally back to dominate the women's division. Get her out! Get her out. Somebody flag her. Somebody, somebody flag her, please. You know, Rage, you're not being invited. You're not gonna be invited to my mother's basement, okay? I- I'm making it, I'm making it known right now. I will not allow you in my mother's basement with this type of profanity, okay? Moretz with seven months. Thank you, brother. Mills, Matt Chat. With a 20-month VIP membership. Happy New Year, JD. And I want to send out a Happy New Year to a sexy Chicagoan, Edgar Alvarez. You made my year more pleasurable. I love you, Edgar. There you go. Thank you, Mel. Noah Tacone with five months. Hope you and your cats have a very good New Year. Love all you do. My fur babies are very good. Thank you for asking, Noah. Appreciate you. Wayne with a new membership. Thank you for the membership, Wayne. I appreciate you, man. What the fuck are you drinking, Wayne? Make it a good one. Eric Aviles with two months. JD, what do you think of a... 0-9 style Orton versus Rhodes feud for the WWE Championship. And we need new WWE title design soon. Getting tired of the big W. Well, there's actually a rumor that there's going to be new title designs for the WWE title. But a Orton versus Cody Rhodes feud? I'd love to see it. We just need Orton back. I don't know when Orton's coming back. Apparently it's really bad. His back is really fucked up. JB Productions with a $10 Super Chat. Shout out from the UK for all the entertaining streams this year. Hope 2023 is a good one for you. Thank you, JB. I'll be in the UK more than likely for the AEW show. Never been to the UK. It'll be my first time over there, man. We're going to have a fucking big time meet and greet. Yeah. I'll also be in Tennessee this Thursday. I'm flying out to uh, Nashville, Tennessee. Never been. Why? Who gives a fuck why? I'm going. We'll be doing SmackDown from Tennessee. SmackDown actually is going to be in Tennessee on Friday. Should be fun. 
Wayne with a $1 super chat. Thank you, brother. OMG, it's Rush, 2213, 11 months. Just a few more weeks and I'll have one year. Absolutely, brother. You're going to get that gold microphone. Love it. Thank you, brother. Chelsea with nine months. Milestone unlocked again. Happy New Year's, Lord JD. Sharbot still sucks. New music. And we and wait, we don't need to suffer drowsy. Hashtag OTS for infinity. Thank you for nine months, Chelsea. You're on your way to doing 12 months and the gold microphone as well. Hula fucking grim with a fight I'll see with Jack. Vince is still running the show. Anyways, 2023 is going to be a bigger year for you and the OTS brand. Cheers and happy New Year's, you fucking legend. Hashtag OTS for life. Thank you, Hula Grim. Love you, buddy. Happy New Year's to you too, man. Jedi Joker with a $10 super chat. What's up, JD? I'm at work tonight, so I'll watch the review tomorrow. I was going to wear my John Cena shirt tonight, but I couldn't see it. Happy New Year. Everyone stay safe. Thank you, Jedi. We can't see you, bro. Tony Brown with seven months. Oh, my goodness. Happy New Year, JD. Man, I sure would love to lick Red Velvet's cake bat. Oh, my goodness. Whoa. Tony Brown. Simmer down, old man. Thank you, Tony Brown. Riddick's Classic Arcade with 26 months. Do we need Uncle Howdy to be revealed as someone? Maybe it's just Uncle Howdy and that's it. I mean, hell, I don't know, but I'm all in for it. Yes, Uncle Howdy needs to be revealed as somebody. Absolutely. Brad, why? with a two-month VIP, man. Look at this guy. Happy New Year, JD. Thank you, brother. Cam G, once again, thank you for the $100 Super Chat. Appreciate Cam G, as always. Daniel Dixon with a new membership. Daniel, what the fuck are you drinking tonight in the OTS venue, bro? Make it a good one. Kelly with a $9.99 Super Chat. It's New Year's Eve here in Tokyo. I wish you, Jesse, and the entire OTS family a happy New Year's. Also, can I get a late birthday shout-out since my birthday was last Sunday on Xmas? Cheers, everyone. Rock on, JD. I need everybody to give Kelly some birthday cake emojis in the chat for her birthday that happened this past weekend. Thank you, Kelly, as always, for the support. Rage, thank you for the $99.99 in Super Chat. We love you. Got my Lucharillas t-shirt, and I love it. Also, once again, so glad Charlotte Flair is back. Sasha, who? Uh, listen. Now, you know what, Rage? Rage is going to be banned from my mother's basement. I'm going to put a fucking most wanted poster of Rage on the wall in my mother's basement.
Joseph Taylor with a $2 super chat. Why is Charlotte Flair a face? She is a born heel. I have no idea, bro. Who gives a fuck? She sucks either way. Bray Watt with $4.99. Here's to a great 2003 and to you and the entire OTS family. Thank you again, brother. Huda Ops with a five-month membership. Hey, JD, great show tonight. Wanted to say Happy New Year and thank you for a full year of laughter and great streams. OTS for life. Cheers to 2023, brother. Thank you so much, Huda Ops, for five months. Appreciate you, man. I actually have a phone call with uh, Nick over at DVA Designs, man, on Tuesday, 3 p.m. The mother's basement design is greenlit. It's becoming a thing, folks. If you thought I was kidding around, I don't joke around. Food ops, thank you, brother. Side wrestle with 499. Excalibur set on Rampage. We will learn more about Saray's mystery partner this Wednesday on Dynamite. I'm starting to think Mercedes Monet is coming. Uh-oh. Uh, Mad Queen, I'm going to have to ask you to calm the fuck down, okay? Nobody ever in this chat will speak ill will of Raging Girl Gamer, okay? Calm your shit. And that's why Otis has timed you out for 300 seconds. Daniel Easter Day with 27 months. Oh, my goodness. Same old, same old with Charlotte. I don't trust Triple H anymore. I'm not going to I'm not going to uh, rate Triple H's creative on what he did with Charlotte tonight, but it was definitely not a good look. BDW chopped and screwed with a $2 super chat. Her new name is Cyberdean Flair. Sasha fucking Banks. Yes. Sasha fucking Banks, man. We love Sasha. Rage with a $50 super chat. JD rant is the best rant on a serious note. I love Sasha and WWE was going to probably bury Sasha to Charlotte if she was still there. More than likely. More than likely, Rage. Thank you again for your generosity. And happy new year to you and your husband, Rage. Drake Bagley with a new membership. Drake, what the fuck are you drinking tonight, brother? Samurai with three months. Hey, yo, JD, how you doing? Happy New Year to you and your family. Really excited for Wrestle Kingdom 17, so can't wait. Drinking Fruit Punch 7-Up tonight. As long as it's cold, Samurai, I don't give a fuck what you drink. Metalhead for life, 13 months. He says, OTS forever. Omega Kong with 11 months. Charlotte is worse. At least Ronda put live over. Charbot won't do shit. Why she's getting a superstar treatment, I can't stand the bot. She's awful, bro. 
genuinely, genuinely, genuinely awful is Charlotte Flair. I can't stand her. Drake Bagley with 199. Thank you, bro. Medalette for life, 499. Keep it up. Joseph Taylor with the $2 Super Jack. Kenny Omega versus Will Ospreay. Seven stars. More than likely. Edward Serenson with a $5 Super Chat. Looks like Ricochet legit busted Gunther open with that chair shot over the rope. Bad botch. Eight one three car guy with a ten dollar super chat. I was at SmackDown in Tampa tonight. Not a fun event in person. Uh, car guy, I would love to know why, brother. It did sound like WWE pumped in a lot of fake artificial crowd noise, man. I don't know why, especially earlier in the show when Cena was out there. They didn't need to. Heisenberg with four months. I have not been watching any wrestling for the past few weeks, and you are the obvious choice to catch up. Happy New Year, JD and the OTS family. Thank you, Heisenberg, as always, brother. Appreciate you. What are you drinking tonight for four months, bro? Israel with 19 months. Come on, everyone. How hard is it to get the thumbs up for JD? It's one of the... He is one... And everyone else are the twos. He's the one, and everyone else is the twos. I was surprised you thought the match was good. Can't shit on everything all the time, brother. And we got a thousand likes. I appreciate you guys, man. Jimmy Fingers with a $20.19 super chat. At first, I thought Char was coming to the ring for Ronda's title. I was relieved until I realized it was the android. Or share, share. I was relieved until I realized it was the Android. Sadly, Ronda wrestled her best match in 2022 tonight. There had to be a better way to get the title off of Ronda. No idea. They just made a complete mockery of everything, bro. Matt, the PW fan, with a $50 super chat. Can't wait for Wrestle Kingdom 17 next Wednesday. Will Ospreay and Kenny Omega are going to put on an absolute banger of a match. Zack Sabre Jr. finally capturing singles gold in New Japan, the debut of Mercedes Varnado, and a potential face-to-face with Kyrie Sane. Should be a great one, bro. I may have to tune in for that. Rachel Buck with a $10 super chat. It looks like J.D. McDonough. Wants the Intercontinental Championship because he used the eyes emoji on Twitter. J.D. McDonough is fucking great. Is he ready for the main, main roster? Sure. Would I rush him up? No. Israel with a $10 super chat. Happy New Year's to you, J.D., and continued success in the coming year. I'm not surprised the Android showed up and took Ronda Drowsy. This match should have taken place at the Royal Rumble. Um, Israel, we probably will get something at the Royal Rumble regardless because of the way the match ended. Ronda had her tights pulled by Charlotte, so. Nate, the head of TV talent. 
five-month membership. JD, I finally got your Don shirt. Love it. I was at SmackDown tonight. It wasn't that bad for me, but I almost left the arena when Charlotte's music hit. Well, I don't blame you, bro. Anybody. Anybody would have left the arena with a right head when Charlotte's music hit. Rain with a 499 Super Chat. JD just rewatched that Ricochet Gunther chair shot. It looks like Ricochet had a receipt coming from Gunther. Extremely stiff and reckless. Yeah, I, it might have been a mistake, bro. I don't know what Ricochet was doing. I, I don't know what Ricochet was doing, Rain. I, I honestly thought it was a lack of judgment, to be honest with you. Gunther will pay some receipts back. Don't worry. Antonio Palato with nine months. AJD just passing. So wish you and the entire OTS family a happy new year directly from Brazil. Hashtag OTS for life. Hashtag RIP Pele. Thank you, brother. Nine months. What the fuck are you drinking, bro? Jimmy Fingers with a $50.19 super chat. I think Cena forgot something before he went to the ring. I think his hair is still in Gorilla. I am with you, JD. The lights out match has me concerned. But I'm more concerned to hear Charlotte's promos going forward. Please let me have your best Charlotte, JD. I have returned to destroy the SmackDown Women's Division. I will destroy them all. Ronda stands no chance against me and my new CPU. I can't stand her, man. I can't stand her. She's awful. She's awful. Jimmy Fingers, thank you, brother. Israel with a two-dollar super chat. Resting me to Don, Don West. R.I.P. to Don West and Barbara Walters and Pele. Hula Grimm with a five-dollar super chat. Sending thoughts and well wishes to Issa and her mom. Get well soon, Mama Diva. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Cancer sucks. Cancer sucks. We should have a cure for cancer. I'm sure we do. We should have a cure for all cancer, man. What a terrible fucking disease. Cody Snyder with a $5 super chat. Great show as always, JD. Happy New Year's OTS. Thank you, Cody. Jeremy Lewis with 16 months. Month by month, I go. Until I reach the Gold Mike Club. Happy New Year and cheers, JD. And all my OTS family, please, God, no, Android. Thank you, Jeremy. Dr. Glorious with a $5 super chat. Did Charlotte Flair had a cash-in that we never knew about? Who do you want to see face each other in 2023 in WWE and AEW, man? I don't know, Dr. Glorious. 
The one thing I'm looking forward to is Cody and Roman, if that is the plan for WrestleMania. Sign me up. Sign me up, man. I can't wait. Omega Khan with a $10 super chat. I want to wish JD and all of OTS a very happy new year. I pray that 2023 is a better year for everyone. Oh, and fuck Bill Goldberg. As always, man, we can't ring in the new year without a good fuck Bill Goldberg. Jimmy Fingers with a 1019. Jimmy Fingers is a big VIP tonight, man. Off topic. But I want to shout out Don West. He was a former pitchman. That's why he did so well selling matches. Kevin Patrick and Jimmy Smith couldn't shine his shoes. West was underrated as a commentator. Thoughts and prayers go out to Don West, man. Justin Monday, 499. Do you think Kana will return at the Royal Rumble? It's a possibility. Don't know for sure, bro. Don't know for sure, though. New Bendy comic dubs with four months. Does anybody else feel like SmackDown being the A show will go right back down to the B show with Charlotte and Ronda there? What a nightmare. What an embarrassment tonight, man. Absolutely a fucking embarrassment. Basic with a 499. Gunther running away again sounds like Guntheritis. He took that chair shot really hard. Yes, he did. I hope he's all right. I hope he is all right. Ricardo Linnell with a 499. Happy New Year, JD, you fucking beast. Happy 2023 to the patrons in the OTS venue. Hashtag OTS for life. Hashtag fuck the Android. Thank you, Ricardo. And happy 2023, you brother. Lewan, 199. Call your drink the honorable script. I'll take it under advisement. Furious Nation with a 199. Happy New Year, JD. I always appreciate what you do. Thank you, Nation. I appreciate you being here, brother. DC with a $10 super chat. Qualifying matches for the Rumble makes no sense. They would have to have 120 matches to set the participants from the men's and the women's Rumble. 30 winners each for the men and women, all by January 27th. It's fucking lame. It's fucking lame. Furious Nation with a 199 Super Chat. 2023 is going to be a big year for WWE and AEW predictions. The only prediction I'll make, Cody wins the world title and CM Punk is back in AEW. Susan D'Ambrosio with a $5 super chat. Happy New Year, JD and my OTS family. Can't wait until my mother's basement is revealed. Hashtag OTS for life. Thank you, Susan D'Ambrosio. Golden Boy with a $2 Super Chat. The drink name should be Raging Jade. I may just name it the one in 41 and one, to be honest with you. (laughs) 
Antonio Munez with a $5 super chat. Hey, by any chance, do you think Sasha might show up at the Royal Rumble, even if it's a one-off after Wrestle Kingdom? No. No. It's not a bad one, Hulagrim. That bitch. That bitch. Maybe. Maybe. JDC Biggins with a 99 cent super chat. Tony Brown with a 199. Velvets is hypnotic. Yes, she is, bro. Tony Brown, we know, man. Big Serpent with a 199. Charbot back is bad, but thank God it wasn't Nia Jax. Golden Boy with a fight off Super Jack. The name would pay homage to Rage and also a play on Jade spazzing and taking an L. Rock on, JD, and Happy New Year. I'll come up with something, bro. I'll come up with something. Raymond Moore with a $5 super shot. I think Charlotte is going to give up the title at the Royal Rumble only to hold it for a minute to get it up. Ronda and whoever wins the Royal Rumble will face. That would be awful. Why? why that don't make any sense whatsoever. Doesn't make any sense whatsoever. And Jimmy Belenko with a $50 super chat. Rest in peace, Don. Brain cancer is the worst. Lost my dad two years ago to it. Main reason I fell off the wagon after 16 years sobriety. Luckily, back on it again now. Happy New Year's, JD. Can't wait to see more of you in 2023. Thank you, Jimmy, for sharing that story, brother. Fuck cancer. Can't stand it. Anyway, guys, I'm about to get out of here, man. What a show tonight. What a show tonight, man. Jesse's going to close the venue up. I'm hitting the road. And I'll see you guys probably tomorrow with some extra. We got some stuff to talk about tomorrow, so... You guys will see me in your subscription boxes. Mike Abraham with a $50 super chat. I'm starting to think Uncle Howdy is the mask. And in putting on the mask, the wearer becomes a monster fueled by their own rage. Or I should slow down on the monkey shoulder. Happy New Year, bro. I wish you a 2023 of perpetual success. OTS for life. Mike, you might not be that far off, bro. Maybe I think you should keep drinking the monkey shoulder. You're making sense. You know what else makes sense? Those ace emojis in the chat. Those Mustang emojis in the chat. And I need that music on max. Guys, thank you for a great live stream. Thank you for a great 2022. I'll see you tomorrow for some extra right here on OTS. See you guys later.